This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, the final SmackDown Live on the USA Network. Did it go out with a bang, with a whimper, or perhaps with a shrug? I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Matt, what did you think tonight? The end of an era for SmackDown Live before it moves to Fox next week. Oh, SmackDown. That's how, <laughs> that's, that's how I thought you would start to show off tonight, Glenn. Um, yeah. Shrug? Yeah, right? Shrug. I mean, what were, we, what were we expecting, though? Like, they're looking forward to Fox. All their big guns are going to be geared for Fox. So I really wasn't expecting anything with this show to begin with, to be fair to them. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> that being said, Justin, SmackDown on Fox for a while there, when they had the draft, when it, or pardon me, SmackDown on USA for a while, when it moved to the USA Network, they had the draft. Um, it went to a live format. SmackDown had one of its best runs ever on the USA Network. Yeah, it really did. I mean, it's been, what, uh, three years? Yeah. I think it's been live on USA. And and really, I would have to say it's probably been, you know, you could argue, make the argument it's been the best three years uh, overall of SmackDown. I mean, obviously, I mean, SmackDown was pretty good when they first did the brand split 15 years ago when it had The Undertaker. I mean, you know, it had some good stuff going on. But, I mean, I, I do think that, um, you know, this, this, this run has been a good one. This It certainly has not been... You know, we've said many a weeks that SmackDown has felt bigger than Raw, felt better than Raw. So it, it certainly got itself out of the B-show relegation, um, it, you know. So, yeah, well, this is, like Matt said, everybody, everybody's waiting for Fox. That's what we're waiting for. Right when Daniel Bryan was coming back and AJ Styles was on top on SmackDown, for me, is when it was at its peak. Better than 2003 to 2005 when you were on SmackDown. No. <laughs> No, say. because we had Chris Benoit, Edge, freaking Kurt, Eddie. We had so many great matches. Yeah. John Cena was the Randy Orton of that show at the time, and Randy mm-hmm. Orton was the Randy Orton of Raw at that time. Um, we had Brock Lesnar. It was a much better cast. Yeah. I mean, definitely <laughs> I would put the uh, USA the first two, two and a half years, maybe, of the run that SmackDown had up there. Uh, certainly the best had probably been since its original or since yes. the 2003, 2005 run. Um, but yeah, tonight seemed like a reminder of what a B show SmackDown was for much of its existence. Uh, it, tonight, the brand split virtually was non-existent on the show. We had a lot of the same people we saw on raw last night, and this just felt like uh, sort of a weak way to end before it relaunches on Fox next week. I mean, but what, be honest though what would you do knowing you have a huge show coming up all hands on deck what i mean what were you expecting them to do yeah no i know right they actually kind of you know we joked last night about raw about how they kept dubbing next week's raw as a season premiere and i said (laughs) i said does that make last night's raw a season finale tonight's smackdown in portions especially this first opening match and segment we'll talk about here it actually did feel like in little ways that they are starting to rush to try to get some finale to a lot of uh, to some of this current SmackDown stories because they do know that uh, they're getting ready to shake things up. So it did, you know, like I mean, you know, we start off getting uh, eventually getting an Eric Rowan versus Daniel Bryan match, and that's something one on one that I thought they could have built to a pay per view, and yes. maybe and maybe in other circumstances they would have, but knowing that probably Bryan and Rowan or whatever they're going to, you know, they're right. gonna, they they just said, all right, let's just get it out tonight. I think you're right. That's a good call. So we open tonight with Eric Rowan. Cutting a promo. Don't say it like that. I'm saying Take Eric, it back. Reintroduce it and do it again. We open tonight with Rowan out doing a promo. There we go. A hush fell over the crowd. 
Uh, no, I mean this in that it's it's uh, surprising. It's a vote of confidence in Eric Rowan. Normally, to open a show, Matt, even when you were there, isn't that doesn't or that doesn't that signal a certain level yeah, of confidence definitely. that creative has in you? I, no question. Yeah. So I don't mean that necessarily as pejorative to Eric Rowan. I mean that is like whoa, a surprise that they're saying, okay, we're going to put you out there, give you a microphone, and uh, go for it, man. Now maybe not not to cast aspersions, maybe it being the last one on USA, what are they going to do? Cancel the show? They were like, I'll let Rome go out there open the show. I don't know. <laughs> See? His real uh, thoughts on poor Eric Rohn are coming out <laughs> even after the compliment. Even after. Let me, let me tell you about my career in youth soccer. And, uh, you know, I was good when I was a kid, played halfback. I was all right. But I started noticing in later games, if we were already going to the finals, then I would get played a lot. Or if we were already up by 10 points, then let's send Glenn in. What's the worst he can do? You want to know what I used to do? I used to turn around and like for basketball games and stuff like that. I used to turn to the crowd and tell them to start chanting for my buddies, like the last guys on the bench that never played. So the coach would have to do something. Once we were up by like 30, 40, he'd still be a dick and not put them in usually. We'll see. And so behind the scenes, I like to turn to everybody and start saying, like razzing them up. See, Glenn, if I was on your team, you would have got more play time. Well, I would appreciate that. Although, you know, I was I was sitting there chilling out with the orange slices and the Capri Sun. It wasn't all bad. <laughs> Please put the comments up, dude. Put them up, Glenn. Come on. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Orange and Capri Sun. That was probably my favorite part of soccer, too. It really was the best part. Uh, even yeah. better than going out for pizza after because, you know, there's nothing I like working up a sweat and then going to Pizza Hut. Not really a good time. Ours was friendly. Did, did you play in your school band at all? Uh, school band. No, I was in drama in high school. Did you guys go to friendlies afterwards ever? No, we don't have that on the the rest coast. Yeah. Um, but no, look tonight for whatever reason, Rowan went out there. Now I did think in the promo, I liked the angle until he got to talking about, uh, these, what do you say? They call me Redwood tree. And I was just like, okay, first off, is, is that even an insult? Like, Matt, if somebody said to you, this redwood tree of a man over here, are you thinking like, oh, my feelings are hurt? No, no, no. But that's what he was trying to do, obviously. he's That's – what's the word? Is it Would it be irony? Or the, the ridiculousness of him trying to have us feel empathetic for something like that? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, his whole gimmick is he's trying to uh, sell us on the fact that he's – smarter more articulate and, and and deeper thinking the rest of us so you know so he would find a a basic uh shallow comment of his as big right. as a red tree as as as, as you know that's what they like, call him in developmental really something like that I thought, I mean. yeah it just seems weird it's like when i have mandy rose go out there and cut a promo about you all look down on me because i'm so hot and you're prejudiced against me you treat me so different it's just kind of like doesn't really work as a sympathy builder. Um, Anyhow, so Daniel Bryan interrupted him. Uh, They got into it, and it led to a match. Daniel Bryan versus Eric Rowan to open the show. This went for quite a bit before Luke Harper interfered, um, and still Rowan ended up getting a pin in the win on Daniel Bryan. After that, with them manhandling him, Roman Reigns coming out, setting up a two-on-two tag match uh, between the two. Scary uh, spot, though, with Bryan getting his Yeah, what was rope. that exactly? His foot got caught in the ropes? Yeah, Rowan was trying to give him the claw. It's like his version of a choke slam from the apron into the ring, mm-hmm. but Brian's uh, foot just got t- like legit tied up in the, in the ropes, and like it, like you could, I don't know. That's I mean, Mac could speak the best to all to all of us. I mean, 
that can hurt if you know that can that can hurt your ankle if you're not if it goes in the wrong way. Yeah, seriously. Um, and they're so predictable. By the way, Luke Harper was doing a run in. Yeah, yeah. Thought it was uh, this tag match will be good. Yeah, between Roman yeah. and Daniel against the two of them. Yep. And look good for them. I think uh, both Harper, given his situation, given the way Rowan was used, they did get a push as the Bludgeon Brothers, whether you liked it or not. I know a lot of people, yes, Matt's reaction sums up how a lot of people felt about them. But this idea that they're getting to do this as them, they don't have to come out there or wear masks. Yeah. They don't have to yeah. be brave sidekicks. Yep. Especially you know? for Luke Harper. Love that. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it isn't it really interesting time? And I'm not saying that, that the things are connected, but it is ironic time, if nothing else, that you have Harper, who had been gone for a long time, you know, hadn't had problems or whatever with the office back now, good for him. That you have Harper and Rowan back paired together, but not being put out there in the geriatric uh, bludgeon bros, actually being put like towards the top of the card. And then you got Bray Wyatt, who's the hottest thing, Bray's attacking the other Wyatt member and 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 Braun. I don't know. It's just it's interesting timing how like the like things that uh, they're all coming back with some interaction to each other. I don't know. It just maybe it's just it might be completely random timing. I just was thinking about that earlier today. Like I don't know. Maybe it gets you a hobby. Now you're <laughs> thinking about that crap during the day. It's what I think when I think about this stuff. It's, what, it's literally two minutes while I'm trying to get in my room and fast forward because I missed the first five minutes of this stuff. It's what I think about when I sit around and eat my orange slices. I'm pot committed to this. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, look, good good for all the members of the Wyatt family and good for uh, Daniel Bryan. I think this is a nice way to give him a face turn back, pairing him with Roman Reigns, the ultimate baby face in WWE. I think, uh, I think this will be good. I think this is good for everyone involved. And actually, credit to Daniel and uh, Roman for going all in on this feud with Harper and Rowan. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this. I think you talked about this, Matt. This really shows Roman Reigns' uh, locker room leadership. No question. Yeah, he doesn't have to do any of that stuff. In fact, he yeah. doesn't have to come back. He's he's set financially. No, you know what I mean? Like you can tell he loves what he does. And his again, when I go back to that match with with Rowan, his selling. It's not just yeah. Rowan. He always has been like that. Except I, I'll be honest. I'm I'm like many other fans. I wouldn't allow myself to really watch it the right way hmm. because I hated the fact that he was being pushed over Daniel Bryan at the time. Yeah, so much that like it carried over like two more years after the fact for me as a fan, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, especially as a you know a part you know analyst on this show with you guys, you know, and I was supposed to be watching it that way. Um, but I did. I got stuck that way. So after about a couple years worth. Um, started really watching his work, and it's like this dude's really, really good. If I didn't know his name was Roman Reigns, and I was just watching him for the first time. What would I think? Like he's good. I, I mean, I think Roman. We've talked about this, but I think uh, Roman Reigns, his real life health scare is probably the best thing that could have happened for his career. In the sense, not that it gave him more babyface sympathy, but I think everybody took a collective pause. It and did. Went, he stopped shoving him down everybody's throats. He took time, obviously, away. Right. That helped him, and, and um, you know, he got to come back and not be shoved down everybody's throats again. But I think also as fans, we, we've all been guilty of having snark towards not Roman as a person, but the way Roman was pushed. Yeah. I think it was sort of to say for a second, you know what? This isn't fair for us to 
dislike or throw shade at a guy because of how he is being booked. This shows the real life shit he is going through. And maybe the kid deserves a fair shake to be judged separate from how Vince McMahon wants us to perceive him. Well, no matter what, we don't ignore, you know, the 500 pound gorilla sitting in the room. It, it, the truth is the truth. It's also what he's going through. Are you asking yeah. me to even fathom wrestling on your brain at all while having yeah. to go through that? Is crazy to me, and it's incredibly – it's beyond brave, way beyond brave. First of all, you fighting for your life is brave, right, obviously. But then to say, you know what, not only am I fighting for my life, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this again, and then I'm going to come back. Yeah. And continue to want to entertain people because I legit love doing this. That showed that he legitimately, authentically, organically loves what he does, I thought. And I think that was a big trigger for a lot of fans to say this dude really loves what he does. He's not no. just some good-looking dude who's looking to cash in on his family name and his athleticism. You know, he authentically loves what he does. So after that, we got a video package, Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston. Um, Michael Cole backstage with Kofi for a pre-recorded sit-down interview. Mm-hmm. Kofi even calling out that people expect, oh, with the move to Fox, Brock Lesnar, people are expecting him to walk out as champ. Do you still think that's what's going to happen, Matt? Or do you think this is going to solidify Kofi and have him go over Brock freaking Lesnar? Hell no. Good God, no. No, Brock wins like in two seconds. Wow, two seconds. Justin, (laughs) how many Uh, seconds? How many seconds does this go? uh, 60 times five. So I mean, I think it's it's like like a five minute match. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, Brock's winning this, you know, this is, this is, I mean, it's, it's why it's there. They're not, they're not, they're not going to bring Brock Lesnar, the, the most, arguably the most recognized, legitimate badass they have. They're not going to bring him over to a brand new audience on Fox and have him lose. No. And that's why the, I was like, and for the title, that's even trickier. So obviously he's winning it. Like they're not going to have him lose. If they wanted to bring him back in a showcase match, they could have had him wrestle anybody. They've done that on overseas house shows and put it on the WWE network. Yeah. They've done that before. They could have easily done that again here. He's winning the title. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an exciting week next week. What I'm more interested with the Brock, yeah. like I think we, we all agree what the, what the outcome is. What I'm more interested in is the presentation. Is this going to have a big fight sport kind of feel? How are they going to shoot it? How are they going to present it? Is this going to be them come? One of them comes to the ring. We go to commercial, show another one, long entrance, big introductions. I'm I'm, I'm curious of, of the, the the pageantry, so to speak, of how they, of how, uh, you know, how they, they might eat up way more minutes on all the extracurricular stuff than what Bell to Bell is. So I was just thinking. I was like, can we get James Brown? Can we get a James Brown hologram? Kofi coming be. out. I'm telling you right now, it won't be. It needs to be. It won't be. You don't think they'll do a big fight feel? They'll do the big fight feel for them. We'll be announcing it once they get to the ring one more time. They'll announce both good really? uh, competitors' names, and this is for the championship. I'm not going to bring out Chance the Rapper to cover James Brown's living in America or something like really big hyping sweet. people up. That would be cool. Kofi, that actually, that's pretty cool. There's going to be a uh, blue carpet live from the blue carpet special on Fox. They're they're doing like a half an hour before it starts. They're going to be shooting people entering Staples Center. Cool. Uh, all the celebrities and whatnot before it starts Let's on Fox. Clear, I hope that happens. I just don't think, you know, well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we saw glimpses. Glimpses in the early presentation tonight. Some new camera angles, some new cameras. Justin, what is the word on the street about presentation next week? Well, you can kind of notice it tonight. Uh, if you noticed, um, if you noticed uh, a little bit, 
more clarity, colors, even motion looks slightly different. Uh, I believe they have upgraded to 4K cameras, you know, so they are, they are you know, they're taking their, and they, they use some different camera angles uh, if you really go back and pay attention. Not so much during the match. Um, but they, they were had, using the top cameras to begin with? I'm sorry, say that again? They weren't using the top ranked type of cameras that there are out there already? Well, they were using really good cameras, but 4K is almost not... Uh, 4K is kind of something even more. It's twice elite. HD. Then yeah, the network it, it, was broadcasting in 720p, yeah. which is not. Yeah. It's it's technically high definition, but yeah. 720 isn't what you would put on if you're watching a movie at home to show off your home theater. You know they've what I been, mean? They've been doing a lot. Of, they've been doing a lot. <laughs> they've been doing a. Wait a second, a Matt. Why are you laughing at this? You watch movies. You play video games at home, right? <laughs> who the hell is showing off their home theater? That no, is I'm someone who does not get laid. I was going to call it out right now for what it is. <laughs> Do we need to talk about you paying an action figure again in your dorm room, like telling telling the wow. ladies you had there to what chill out? What was happening? Alongside NWO written all over his LJ and figure Hulk Hogan doll. What was happening to him at the time? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I don't want to know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that as someone look, you invest in your TV set. If you think about it, your TV set, your phone, these are some of the biggest investments you make. Because think about how much time you spend watching TV. Think about how much time you spend yeah. looking at a phone all day using a computer. So I'm saying that when you invest in a TV that can do 4K and you watch streaming, you want stuff that looks good, you want good sound, but you put on wrestling and it's like pixelated and there's all this motion blur and stuff. That's not how mm-hmm. I want to watch sports. When you watch the NFL, they're doing that in the sharpest, fastest frame rate, highest resolution possible. The fact that WWE doesn't do that does not make WWE it feel like sports. Doing that. Honestly, I didn't because they do a good job of their their, their stage for Raw, for instance, is yeah. so big and colorful and, and i don't know it to me it's, a, it's i've never picked up on that but yet when i watch football i pick up on there's something different about what the, i'm watching right here well it's they clear. just they just upgraded the network to 1080 but that is half of 4k so they're still not at the top but if they're shooting in 4k now that means that they're already planning for more of a rollout in the future but uh when you yeah. look at everything else nfl nfl's been offering you can get games on satellite in 4k for a while now um, the TV screen itself, though, I mean, like the end zones are geez, yeah, the, the color's just different. I don't know how to explain it. I notice it though. Yeah, yeah. I just I think that you know when I watch something at home, I want it to look as good as possible. And I think for the WWE, it makes sense to get with the times and offer a better looking product. Can I tell you what is a good tester? I don't know if hmm. you have a good TV or not or whatnot. Honest to God, watch a Boise State football game and watch their grass. If you can't see the <laughs> blade of their blue grass, I swear to God, no, it sounds crazy. No, no, I believe it. I miss the days when they used to have those THX home theater demos you could get that would show like all the scenes from Star Wars and Raiders of the Lost Ark and Jurassic Park. It was meant to show off like here's everything your sound can do and TV can yeah. do. But that's good. Blades of Grass. That's actually a really good example. You want stuff that's crystal clear. You want good motion. And I'm glad they're getting with the times and upgrading this. We'll see how it looks when it's on Fox on Friday. Uh, we got Chad Gable versus Mike Canellas tonight. The puzzling part about this is Mike Canellas talking uh, – making jokes at the expense of Chad's height. Mike Canellis is like an inch, maybe an inch and a half taller yeah. than Chad. And he was wearing heels tonight, if you noticed. Yeah, he was. Um, I didn't get that either. Yeah, it's very weird. I, is that I, – I, I didn't know how to take that. I kind of took it as it was kind of worse, right? <laughs> because, like, there's a dude, like, that Chad could easily eat up alive at making fun of him now, too. And yeah, I and I don't think we talked about this last night, but we didn't mention the fact that Mari Povich sent a video, shot a video inviting Maria and Mike and all and everybody they brought <laughs> for a paternity testing, and they shoot 
they film Mari Povich and Steve Wilkos. All their shows are, are filmed in Stanford, Connecticut now. So oh wow, they yeah they moved from they moved from Chicago to Stanford a couple of years ago. Jerry, Jerry Springer's in Stanford. Oh, hence how he made it to the network when they first started on the network. That makes sense now. Okay, I was wondering why Springer was on the network. Yeah, they they filmed Wilco Springer. Uh, all that stuff was filmed in the same place in Chicago. I don't know why they all got up to move to Stanford. Huh. So, Mari Povich probably Mari Povich coming to WWE soon with paternity test. Looking forward to that. Um, so Chad Cable beat Mike Canellis pretty easily tonight, and then Elias got on screen, cut a promo called Gable Shorty, sang a song, uh, quoted Randy Newman short people, a reference me and maybe a hundred other WWE fans even got. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, something with Elias and Gable next week. Maybe uh, he's done with King Corbin for the time being. This is so boring. I'll be honest. It's so boring, the short joke. Like, it's it's already done to death. It's not. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not entertained by it. I don't feel any worse for him because of it. It's it feels to me like Vince McMahon feels there's not a lot of things in this quote unquote politically correct culture he can make fun of anymore, except short people. So he's just latching on and just going full tilt with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, after this, we got. A recap of Carmelo winning the 24-7 title from our truth on last night's Raw. And uh, Carmella was backstage in advance of her match, tag teaming with Charlotte against Bailey and Sasha. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But next week, oh, big, big wrestling week next week. And one of the biggest things is happening on Wednesday. The biggest thing when an, a new league, All Elite Wrestling, debuts on Wednesday, October 2nd on TNT. This episode is sponsored by AEW All Elite Wrestling on Wednesday, October 2nd at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central on TNT. Get ready for the revolution with All Elite Wrestling. It is the world's most exciting professional wrestling in the last decade. Made for wrestling fans by the wrestlers themselves. AEW flies higher, hits harder, and with their all-inclusive roster of superstars, they are breaking all boundaries. Chris Jericho, Cody and Brandy Rhodes, The Young Bucks, Nyla Rose, and more. All Elite Wrestling, A New League Rises, Wednesday, October 2nd at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central on TNT. Matt, are you ready for this next Wednesday? All Elite Wrestling going live for their first show ever? Definitely. I also would have advertised being the elite or Kenny Omega with that. Just throwing yeah. that out there. Um, hell yeah, ready for it. And they hit the nail on the head as far as my opinion of it. It is more athletic. It is harder hitting. Um, good God, just the last show we watched. Um, every match, they did a good job, I thought, of pacing it and making each match somewhat different. Um, At all super about it at all sorry just super excited about it what what's going to happen like you want to talk about what's the aesthetics going to look like we have no idea what this one's going to look like and that's exciting especially on tnt yeah it's turner turner back in the wrestling business it's exciting like i never thought i would see this i never thought we would see this in my in my lifetime i didn't yeah justin who are you most excited for on the aew roster young bucks I mean, I, I I have a little question. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge Lucha Bros Lucha Bros fan. Wow. But, you know, Pent, I've been a fan of Pentagon for a long time. I mean, you know, Britt Baker. Obviously, I've said she's from this era. I, I was at, I was at Britt's first match. I mean, so I'm wow. pumped, to, pumped to see pumped. You know, she trained here with us at WC. I'm pumped to see her on the big stage. I mean, you know, Cody. You know, Cody. What Cody has managed to do. I mean, Cody's always been talented, but what Cody has managed to do in terms of um, you know some reinvention of himself since you know kind of un unceremoniously leaving WWE and just the, the final run that he had in WWE, the final you know, mm-hmm. year or so, 
I, it's it's a loaded question. I'm that's kind of like who am I not excited for? Uh, and like Matt yeah. said, you know, we, you know, we're talking earlier about stages and uh, cameras. You know, we we have no precedent really for a yeah. weekly TV of what they're going to roll out. So um, this is a great this is this is a great time. Again, I said it last night. I say it again. This is a great time to be a fan, which all of us are. It's a great time to be working in some capacity in the business and the and the capacity the three of us are right now because it's just more content, more to sink our teeth in. So, absolutely. Uh, well, Darby Allen, MJF. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, the list goes on and on of talent that I'm excited to see. Orange Cassidy, and yeah. I'm going to be tuning in. We're all going to be tuning in Wednesday, October 2nd, when a new league rises. All Elite Wrestling, AEW on TNT, 8 p.m., 7 Central on TNT. Check your local listings to figure out what channel that is. Tune in. We're going to be doing so as well, live tweeting and uh, covering it afterwards. And we thank AEW and All Elite Wrestling for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Back to SmackDown tonight. Um, let's see what happened next. Oh, Carmella and Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. So uh, they announced already next week we're going to get Becky and Charlotte versus Sasha and Bailey. Um, how do you think this match stacked up tonight with uh, Charlotte and Carmella teaming against Sasha and Bailey? I, it was great for Carmella. It brought yeah. Carmella up a level, don't you think? 24-7 women's champ and out there tonight. And out there tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. And he's, I'm in favor of anything in any context that brings her up to their level because I think she's good. I mean, she, I think she's really good. Yeah, she you know. Yeah, you know, on Raw, you know, we had uh, Nikki Cross, who's kind of been the dark horse that's emerged in one of the top levels on Raw. With those, with then that's what Carmella's done. Carmella on the SmackDown side, she's, you know, she she's emerged as a, as a major player, holding her own against the the other top establishment event uh, ladies. And I think what wasn't fair for her was that how she came in to her, you know, WWE. Her biggest introduction was through Kaz and Enzo, right? And just a promo of a part of the garnish, if you will, if I'm using garnish again, hashtag garnish, um, with those two guys, right? But meanwhile, she's putting in work in practice, putting in work every day, getting better, getting these dark matches, and then boom, next thing I know, I'm watching her wrestle. I'm like, what the, why in the hell is she not, you know what I mean, getting a singles push? Why is she even with them, actually? And then she's gotten really good. Yeah, and, you know, to flashback to that, if, if everybody recalls, um, I believe it was, I believe it was in Dallas Mania weekend in Dallas. You know, on that Raw the night after Mania, when Enzo and Cash showed up and got called up, they came up without Carmella. And I saw there's a lot of outpour, a lot of outrage. About I remember her. feeling bad for her. I, I I was I didn't say anything, but I felt bad for her. Well, I didn't. And my response to the people that were outraged was, "This is good for her because if she comes up and is still just the garnish." That's it. But by her getting to stay in NXT, she got so many more reps. She got to she got to really yeah. grow on her own, and, and obviously it's worked out for her. Uh, yeah, it's true. So tonight she did end up tapping out Sasha Banks's bank statement. Um, I did think, not like that. But you see what they're doing with Sasha is they're giving her all these wins. She needs them, and she's going into yes. It, just this is where they book themselves in corners sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, could what would have happened if Charlotte lost? I don't like Charlotte losing, but I just think she's so damn much better and above everybody else that her losing doesn't really affect her as much. I would be shocked, though, if the plan is not for Charlotte versus Becky on SmackDown on Fox. They got a lot of pieces moving here right now. Yeah, you know? right? Maybe this is the only route they could take. Yeah. I mean, who else would you put Becky against? If you're on Fox, remember you're bringing Brock Lesnar back to take the title from Kofi Kingston, who's been your champ. Oh, Ronda Rousey. Your, 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, short of Ronda Rousey, who would you book Becky in a feud with on Fox that's going to get ratings and at least, Charlotte. at the very least, yeah, I mean, right? Charlotte or continue to give Sasha a live mic and don't write anything for her and see what she can come up with. Uh, I mean, dead serious because maybe she becomes another Becky. I'm not saying she does. I'm just saying maybe she could have. If when some when you have that much pent up, pissed offness and aggression of how you were treated by that company, promos come all over the place. You know what I mean? Like naturally, really good world beater promos. And I still don't think we've gotten that from Sasha yet because they're overly writing for her at the moment. Yeah, and I think they could have just let her run wild and cut her own promos on her own accord. She could have gotten super white hot. Yeah. Uh, well, and looks tonight. So after this match, Carmella, our uh, truth comes out. Carmella grabs his twenty four seven championship. Our truth runs away with Carmella over his shoulders. And look at the women in that line chasing, not in the front of the line, but towards the back. We had Oscar and Kauri saying, "Now they did get into their match later tonight." But for me. And I'm, Matt, I'm sure for you, how did you feel when you saw Asuka was in the 24-7 Congo line tonight? I right. Right? Yeah. And I felt bad. I felt bad, too. Yeah. I mean, top of the world, undefeated two years ago. Oh, what a difference. How quickly mm -hmm. things change in this business. So Sasha Banks and Bailey did win that match. We had the 24-7 chase. And then Ali versus Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami Zayn. What did you I think of this tonight? I was really excited for this match. Yeah. Thank, thankful Ali doesn't have a broken neck. <laughs> yeah. What was, uh, I mean, there were a couple spots tonight. Well, the, spot I, I, the match was phenomenal. Just throwing that out there. I didn't say that. Go ahead. No, no, it was a great match, but there, I mean, it was a very entertaining match, but the spot of him diving to the outside and he literally does a just straight dart. head, a head dive dart right into the, into the, into the ground. And then uh, a few moments later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the bump. That you know, Sammy sends him off the ring post, and the bump that he takes off the ring post. I mean, Ali sold his ass off. I hope he's okay. It made it look brutal. It made the, it elevated the match as it's going to. Um, yeah, but shoof. I, I definitely, I definitely like out loud, like like winced a few times yeah. as I was watching. Yeah, I, I love this match though. No, they're great competing against each other. I wonder what the long term plan is for Ali. I mean, I could see him becoming the Intercontinental Champion sooner rather than later, but who knows. Yeah. Um, we got the video package about Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens setting up the final segment of the night about Owens' $25 million wrongful termination lawsuit. Shane McMahon was backstage talking to his attorneys. Um, then we got uh, confirmed Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus Rowan and Harper, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper for Hell in a Cell. And the New Day versus the B team, Biggie and Xavier Woods in a not a squash, but like this went longer than you would have thought, right, Matt? This is where I was – your question to, to kick off our show tonight was like, what was it a shrug for me? Was it what – this was a big part of why this was a shrug for me. Yeah. No offense yeah. at a big team, but <sighs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Even when they were doing the running around the uh... – uh, they, were, they were doing what was it? The, the, the what was it? What was it? The, the was beach, the, the, the B train used to be the bow train back in social outcasts. Another, another home run. No, <laughs> no, I, this shouldn't be on. I mean, I hate saying that. It's both of these dudes are freaking really good. Yeah, 
Well, well the B team was, was legit it was, for like a hot minute. So. Yeah, it was, it was poetic justice. This is the end of an era when SmackDown was once known as the B show. We got to put the B <laughs> team out there at nine thirty. Ah, so New Day won this match. Mandy Rose and Sony Deville backstage. Mandy passing out copies of Maxim Australia. I did not know Maxim. Oh, was, I didn't uh, know it was Australia. I saw her Instagram post. I thought she made Maxim Maxim. I didn't know it was Maxim Australia. Supposedly it was Maxim Australia. Hmm. I didn't know that was still a thing. But you remember like 20 years ago when Maxim was like the coolest magazine? It was. Yeah. It was the it was the it was the the light beard of Playboy. No, but it was different though. Maxim, um, Justin, you're too young to know this, but Matt, they, you remember they had articles they like workout tips too. Yeah, it was it was a magazine aimed at Generation guys. X, Generation Millennial guys. College um, guys. I had my college dorm room shitter. Excuse my language. <laughs> Every college dorm had it. I think room had that there. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, they had just like it was a little more hipper than Playboy was. I, I always remember growing up, Playboy seemed like something your dad read, but Maxim was, was Maxim and Men's Health. Yeah, were really popular for a minute there. Yeah, so Maxim is still going strong in Australia, and Mandy Rose is <laughs> on the cover. She was passing out signed copies backstage, and then Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville had a match versus Asuka and Kari Sane tonight. So. uh with Asuka and Kari picking up a win, so maybe, Matt, all the fears, all the tears I fought back to not just weep openly seeing Asuka in that 24-7 champion, championship line, maybe maybe they're on the cusp of getting another push. They're always one match away from it. That's how realistic yeah. they are in their ring. Like I always say about AJ, they can make a clown out of AJ one night, and then the next night he could wrestle for the world title and be very viable. I think Asuka's the same way. Yeah. And I think for the fact that, that Mandy and Sonya did get beat, and then just by, by the body language and such after the match, I think that kind of screamed that they're going to be split through the draft. Really? Um, well, if you watch, I mean, they, they, they lost. So, like, she's out there handing out that she's on the cover of Maxim, but she doesn't even get the win. And then after she gets pinned, you know, Mandy gets pinned. Um, you know, they, they, Mandy and, and Sonya are kind of, like, they kind of had this, like, Sonya kind of had that face, like, really? Like, you couldn't, so it, to me, it kind of, like, was a very subtle tease that they'll probably break them up. And I think they, they probably will be better better serve to try to get singles especially mandy yes exactly so uh are they both on the new season of total divas starting next week i have no clue you would know that not me well i saw the commercials tonight i know sonia is she keeps talking about uh being the first openly gay woman in the wwe glenn you've seen all the wwe movies you keep up with the reality shows i i I, 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 I defer to you for this you want to know something i've never watched an episode of total divas i don't believe that never I don't, I, I, I spent all summer. Let me tell you what I watched this summer. Uh, all five seasons of Twenty One Jump Street and the single season of Booker with Richard Grieco. Like I got, I got stuff to watch, man. I don't got time for Total Divas. The comment section is going crazy right now. I know it. I feel it. I feel it in my veins. There's some serious Glenn Clownage happening right now. Glenn Clownage. <laughs> Hashtag Nerd Juice. <laughs> oh good lord uh, I don't know how people watch sports in addition to watching WWE I want to watch the furthest thing from wrestling when I'm not watching wrestling I'm all about a good sitcom and good different show a written show yes but not that garbage you're talking about 21 Jump Street was in fairness a good show for like it was very popular I just didn't like it for half its run it, it was good Hang on, hang on, go back and watch. Oh that wait, one. hold on. Uh, 
<laughs> you heard me say that out loud. Yeah. All the podcast people enjoying uh, as we sit here silently reading uh, comments. <laughs> that's why they should, that's why they should be watching live when we do this yeah. live on YouTube. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> here we go. Now is Playboy still in business? I know we've discussed porn in the woods before. I don't. I don't know. I don't. They definitely don't have a magazine anymore. I don't even recall walking down like seeing magazines anymore yeah, when I I'm think, in the stores unless think, I'm missing it. I think they stopped printing it like a couple years ago. I mean magazines oh. in general. Like magazines used to be had like two aisles worth back in oh, the day. Yeah. Just in general magazines. Now mm-hmm. Oh and I remember like I would be stoked when I go to some place they have a huge magazine section here. And it would oh, be like yeah. Fangoria and all the stuff you couldn't find. I to, yeah. Yep. Fangoria was the shit. I used to love going grocery shop with my mom for that reason. Yeah. I'll just sit there in style and, and, and just sit there and go to town on all the magazines in there. Like they, there were so many cool wrestling ones back then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell now about Southern wrestling up north. Well now we have the internet where I can uh, reread yeah. the same Wikipedia article about Millie Vanilli on an annual basis. <laughs> oh, thank God. Can you imagine if your Wikipedia history like was displayed publicly somewhere? Hey, speaking of which, I, whoever knows how to get into Wikipedia, please fix this. I don't know how the hell it says George. I played football at Georgia Tech. No, I did not. Um, I have no idea who that even is. So if someone decided to do that, help a brother out because I don't have the time nor know how to do it or the patience. Are there any other edits you want to your Wikipedia page? Somebody your said that to me the long, other day. Dude. Somebody said that to me the other day. So I'm hoping it's still there so someone could take it down for me. If you guys know how to. If you're not, no biggie. Yeah. I, don't think I, I don't think I've ever looked at Matt on Wikipedia. That could be fun. Yeah, would you? It's This is extensive. I don't know. Not, why would I? I don't know. I could, I could just call you and ask you whatever question I wanted to know yeah. about you. Yeah, there you go. Matt Morgan. <laughs> were, were you were you actually yeah, you were you were born in seventy six, right? Yeah. All right. American Gladiators, good. Larissa, correct. Monmouth University, correct. Seven foot, and I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go through the rest later. Yeah. Uh anyhow, <laughs> the final segment tonight. After Asuka and Kairi Sane won that match against Fire and Desire, we had Shane McMahon out in the ring with his legal team. Kevin Owens came out through the crowd and yada, 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 $100,000 fine lawsuit. We're not talking about this. Kevin says, let's settle it. One more match, buddy. You and me in the ring. Uh, And they're going to put it on a poll. Of course (laughs) they are, because when when you have a race to the bottom like that, the bottom being the shitter, might I add. Um, this is what comes up. Something on a pole match. That's exactly what happens. Yes. So this is going to be a ladder. Horrible. This guy, what the hell? Is this Ken? I don't get it, dude. I don't get <sighs> it. This is Kevin freaking Owens. This is what you've got for him. So it's going to be a ladder match. And uh, Kevin, it basically, loser leaves town, right? Uh, Kevin leaves or Shane uh, leaves, so depending on who Kevin's going to lose. And if he does <laughs> lose, it's still not going to happen. Yeah, but if he loses, he can go to NXT. Great. And then finally, backstage, Becky Lynch was uh, talking about her upcoming Hell in a Cell match with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks suddenly attacked her from behind, beat her down, had to be pulled off of her. Yeah, it's kind of a nice little ending. So Hell in a Cell coming up October 6th. Becky versus Sasha. Kevin versus Shane on a ladder. Nobody cares. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't specify when, though. They didn't say if it's next Friday or is it Hell in a Cell or. Pretty sure it was Hell in a Cell. I'm shocked if it's not at Hell in a Cell. I'm sorry. This I can't believe I'm saying this because it has Shane McMahon involved. Right? It is not worthy of being on that pay per view. 
I don't think it's worthy of being on Fox either. I'd think better no. on the pay-per-view than Fox. No, Kevin is, is much better than this. I can't believe I'm saying that because we're talking about a McMahon here. You're made automatically. So maybe I'm completely wrong because every other situation, you do something with a McMahon, you're guaranteed usually to get over. So maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't know. I just know personally he's. I'd rather see them do, him doing a lot. A lot more different things than anybody's currently doing. I see in our live comments on this on the, our screen, somebody said they cut Shane's mic off. They did, but it, it was only because they were running way behind on time. They they needed to get to that pre-tape finish with Becky and Sasha, and they were right up on the gun. So they were like hustling Shane and Kevin to finish it. Shane was even on the mic telling Kevin like, "Come on!" And then like they that's why they hit Kevin's music and they just cut Shane's mic off because they needed to get out. So just hmm. I saw that point. Yeah, they got rushed off the segment before they could say where. Uh, <clears throat> so one viewing note for people watching Fox next week, we will be moving our SmackDown coverage to Friday along with SmackDown on Fox. If you're on the West Coast and you want to watch this live, on USA, satellite feeds, the streaming feeds, many cable feeds, you can watch the East Coast feed live on the West Coast. For West Coast viewers, it's going to be on a delay on television and cable. But if you get the Fox Sports app, supposedly they will be showing – SmackDown Live, and you can watch it live from the West Coast. That'll help well, me. Well, I'm confused. What? What? How is it different now, though, on USA? Well, on USA, for instance, on DirecTV now, which I have, I can watch the East Coast feed of the USA Network. So I can oh, watch. Oh, wait a So you watch? You just watch SmackDown tonight at five o'clock at night. Yeah, five o'clock. It's so weird. Yeah, the problem. The problem with them going to Fox is you're dealing with local news. So if you're on the West Coast and local news needs to air at five and six, you're. That's really weird. I just realized that, Glenn, your time zone difference and when you're having to watch these shows. Yes, it's uh, the sun just went down here a little recently. I guess in a way, though, that's good. You have your whole night still versus. Uh, uh, I want to go that far. I already got to go to sleep as soon as these shows are over. That's pretty cool, though, for you. Sometimes, although sometimes, you know, we get done with this and then it is bedtime shortly thereafter, at least for the wife. And then it's OK, I'm going to stay up now and make mashups on my computer, do some work or Glenn, you gotta stop outing yourself. I'm begging you. You give these What's fans with making mashups so much ammo. So much ammo. Between your entertainment before your foreplay involving your entertainment center <laughs> skills. <laughs> you're killing yourself, Glenn. I'm just saying. Your your lob pat you're giving like no look Magic Johnson lob passes <laughs> <laughs> for anybody to watch the show and dunk it. Ever anyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna post something. Last night I was thinking about uh, the song Ghostbusters and how much it sounded like the Barkay's Soul Finger. And I was like, I'm gonna make a mashup of Soul Finger and Ghostbusters. <laughs> Glenn. What? And Matt, and Matt, you and you criticized me for thinking about during the day how the Wyatt family is all starting to come back connected, and he's thinking about some wild ass shit that's Go not even. Zach Ryder would pop for that, but seriously, you know we were talking about orange slices at Capri Sun earlier. So Matt, we played youth Our soccer, childhood stuff. So that's let me different. ask you a question because we're both yeah. the same age. In your youth soccer league. How many teams in 1985, 1984, 85 season were called the Goalbusters? Ours were strikers up north. There was like 15 strikers. I was good. There were like three Goalbusters in my youth soccer league fighting it out for who got the rights to the name. Oh, no, ours was strike. We had like three or four strikers teams. Uh, I think we changed it to like the King Cobras because there was a Cobras already. So we're going to be the King Cobras. Take that. <laughs> Ten-year-old logic at its finest. Um, what else do we got in the world of wrestling to talk about, Justin? Oh boy, uh, 
Sorry, give me a second. I even pulled up. I was too busy laughing at you. Uh, sorry, just being honest. All right. Uh, well, 205 Live looks like it's going to be moving to uh, Friday night. So we were wondering with obviously SmackDown. Right now, they, they do 205 Live after SmackDown anyways. Uh, PW Insider saying it's likely it's going to be still on the WWE Network. It'll be at 10 o'clock Eastern on Friday. So they'll, they'll keep the same production schedule. 10 p.m. Uh, what's that? 10 p.m. at night. On Fridays? 10 p.m. Eastern. So, like, after SmackDown's done, you go to the WWE Network and watch 205 Live. Uh, so, that's coming from PW Insider. Uh, speaking of Fox and SmackDown, this is what I this is what I keep wondering. How is this going to play out with Fox and USA both having uh, stakes in the game with WWE? Uh, there is rumor coming from the Twitter account WrestleVotes, which has been pretty damn reliable over the over the years, that uh, he, they, they tweeted that Fox wants Bray Wyatt. That they are very interested in Bray Wyatt, but then of course there's also the fact that uh, you know Paul Heyman's running Raw, at least as the executive director, he's a gigantic fan of Bray Wyatt. Uh, so no, we'll have to wait and see when the draft and stuff comes and see what happens. Obviously, you know Bray could become the, the champion on Raw here soon. So, uh, but this is this is this is what's going to be interesting. You know, as soon as you put one big star, you know, if The Rock comes back and makes an appearance on Fox, you're going to have USA saying, "Hey, why did he show up over there?" or vice versa. So I'm I'm really interested to see how Vince deals with deals with the uh, the noise that's going to come. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, Raw viewership down this past week, down uh, compared to the week prior. Uh, down on they, the season finale of Monday Night Raw? Down on the season finale, and they had the, the, they had the, the, the booming Washington Redskins uh, and Chicago Bears uh, blowout going up against it. But um, So, of course, they had the, you know, the Fatal Five way to crown the new number one contender, Firefly Funhouse segment, all that stuff. It drew an average of 2.21 million viewers. This is down from the 2.27 million uh, that was uh, last week. The hour breakdowns, first hour was 2.37, uh, second hour 2.21, uh, and final hour 2.04. So, again, third final hour being uh, the lowest. That's become a, a nasty trend. Really quick, uh, did you guys catch the ending of Raw? Um, the ending ending after the show uh, went off the air. No. I saw the video, yeah. yeah. Let me just say right now, if that's what they've got planned for The Fiend, like they need to stop and rethink it again. ASAP. He got super kicked, no, bumped and, and got back up and no sold. Or He got curb stomped, rather. Got bumped and, and no sold it. Got a great pop from the crowd, right? And then he ate like 55 super kicks and like 39 stomps in a row to kind of put him down again. I don't want to see him ever go down ever. Yeah. Ever. I'm with you, but I'm not going to make much of it because it was just for the live crowd to go home. It, right now, all that still matters is the story they tell on TV, which are on the story on TV. I Seth want Ross. to know if this is what they did with Undertaker. Is my, I, I know. I'm just saying, but like on TV. Dark matches. Did they do, did they do that with him too? But they didn't have, it wasn't the same situation. They didn't do dark like, like they do. Uh, look, on TV, Seth Rollins is 0-3 with The Fiend. He has been scared, shitless, motionless. Yes, uh, so it's right, fantastic, but usually yeah. these are signs of what's to come. Uh, well, I, which, if that's the case, yeah, then I'm bothered by it. But right now, what's on TV right now is leading to it's The fine. Fiend. Yes, the but, Fiend needs to d- just to dominate him. Pot committed, The Fiend's got to win big. That's the only uh, option they have at this point. Come off his feet. If he comes off his feet, it's because he does it himself. Well, mind you. Mind you, when he when he had when he had his date when the Fiend had his debut match against Finn Balor, I mean Finn got a little Finn got a little I, bit more offense than he should have. That's all I talked about was he that got, stupid, yeah. that stupidity, he got, and they did it for someone who they were putting off TV. The stupidest idea. Uh, December third, nineteen ninety one, Hulk Hogan pinned the Undertaker on this Tuesday in Texas. I remember that. 
that was broadcasted. Uh, Jim Dugan in the Battle Royale defeated him by Duggan, pardon me, uh, defeated him by DQ October 3rd. Is there there footage of him like bumping and feeding during somebody's comeback? Hmm. Dark matches. Damn sure didn't do it on TV until he was established. Well, let's put it this way. If there was any dark matches, it was only the 10,000 people there that saw it because there was no filming with your cell phone. There was none of that. So I'm, I mean, just, I'm, just, nervous, yeah, man. You know, I'm just nervous about this is what they'll do in the future with him like a few months from now, and it's not enough time. He needs to be unstoppable. Yeah. Forever. Because they've got know. nothing else. I'm sorry. They've got nothing else that's this anything close to this. Yeah. I mean, especially if Brock is going to be the champ on Fox, on USA, I think – Dude, Bray Wyatt scared the crap out of Brock. That would be over. Oh, Survivor Series! That would be amazing. That would be pretty sweet. And he needs to go through Brock Lesnar too. Again, superpowers. Yeah the only the only way Bray slash the Fiend doesn't win the title, at least logically, at Hell in a Cell, is if him attacking Kane. If there's eleven nineteen teases. If it somehow leads to a Taker. Gong lights flicker appearance whatever and distracts and, and and so Bray veers away from the title to a Undertaker deal. That is the only way. Otherwise, Bray Wyatt and the Fiend has to win. Like, like, like they, they can't that finish that Matt's talking about that they did on the, on the to the dark to the crowd on the dark match. That can't be the finish. That can't be. We give them all the stuff and finally beat them. That will be. That'll be. That'll. It'll be. But dead. he took forty two. No. Yeah. It'll he be dead. needs forty three. It'll be dead. He's that. He's that over right now. I could see Brock being freaked out. By him being yes. like a good way to have him lose. Yeah, me too. You know, I think it kind of makes sense. Imagine this in like what two weeks from now, it's very possible we could be looking at the WWE champion on SmackDown being Brock Lesnar and the Universal champion on Raw being the Fiend. That's what that's that's an interesting WWE world to live in. I get it. I get behind that. And the Fiend's more over. How about that? Mm-hmm. It is sort of a weird corner to paint themselves into, though, because who? Let me ask you this right now: can you, Who lifts the titles off of these guys? Nobody. Not to mention. Never. Not to mention it's not to mention it's, it's two champions that 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 won't and shouldn't be performing regularly. Yeah. <laughs> right. So is this going to be like Hogan in the the eighties, and they're going to be champs for like five year runs? Yes. Oh. No, but it'd be Braun beating Brock eventually. I would think. But yeah, I've been wrong on that by what nine times now. So who knows? Yeah. Me too. Ah. <sighs> Everyone giving me shit about Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I have not said his name out loud in 10 years. Sometimes when I read things again, I have to go into the file and say, how is this pronounced? Why? Because you said Duggan? I said Duggan. Sometimes I just pronounce things. What's the one of those who mispronounced? Nightheart. How do you say? I I, I say Needheart. And it's it's spelled like my last name with the E-I. And depending on who I'm talking to, I'm either selectively Stein or Steen. What is it for you? I don't have a preference. I've never had a preference, but my dad's a rabbi, so it should probably be Stein. But if I don't want to play up the Jew card, I've always said Stein. I've yeah, said so Stein I, too. Yeah. When I live in the mid, when I lived in the Midwest, it was Steen because we didn't really know any other Jews. Really? Where in the yeah. Midwest were you? Uh, like Michigan. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not a, not a big Jewish hotbed, believe it or not, in the Midwest. Not yeah. a lot of kosher deli. Not to say not too kosher in Michigan, hey? Yeah. 
Oh my God. You know, I mean, just not, not to tangent here, but it was, it was weird. It was weird to feel like the other, every time like the Holocaust comes up in history class, everyone looks at you sort of uncomfortably. I had to give a presentation on what Hanukkah was every year. People ask huh. you like the weirdest questions about, you know, is, is candy kosher? Like you just have to sit there and do like a little introduction we, to Judaism. We split our time with Hanukkah as far as like our, our celebrations in classrooms. I'm talking grammar school. It was that way when I lived in California, but in Michigan, oh no. Like, hmm. wow. Yeah. Like they're looking at you like during history class when the Holocaust would come up. Yeah. It was really weird. And I remember an African American schoolmate, I was talking with him about it. And he was like, same thing happens to me whenever slavery or the Civil War comes up. Everybody uncomfortably turns and looks at me. Wow. Wow. Hmm. This we should be fortunate for our upbringing. You know what I mean? We got to be exposed to so many different things at such a young age where it didn't seem different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and Detroit, uh, what is else pointing out? Detroit is better. Actually, Detroit, uh, Dearborn Heights, believe it or not, Dearborn Heights in Michigan has, I believe, the largest concentration of American Muslims of any easily. city. Yeah, easily, easily. Definitely. That's yeah. huge there. But out in the burbs, out in Saginaw. Oh, no. Not, not a hotbed of cultural diversity, <laughs> for better or worse. Uh, and wrestling was big. But what's funny about this is I th we've talked about this on the podcast. I never saw WrestleMania three until I was older because they wouldn't show that on the entire state of Michigan for pay-per-view. They blacked it out to get people to go in Detroit and go see it live. Oh, uh, crappy for yeah. you, but yeah. Yeah. So I didn't see that till years, years later. Uh, anyhow, I'm signing off. I gotta go to the bathroom. Sorry. Okay. Be. See you tomorrow, Matt. See you guys. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow night. We'll be back here to talk about NXT and Justin. Next week, there's a way people can watch the premiere of AEW with you live, isn't there? That's right. Get to Pittsburgh, 1311 Bar on the South Side. We're going to have AEW and NXT on the TVs. Sound will be on AEW. It'll be a lot of fun. Come watch Wrestling History. We'll talk about it. We'll tweet about it. Uh, drink specials, if you're into that. $2.50 domestic bottles and uh, $7 Captain Morgan or Smirnoff pitchers. And as Matt was trying to ask last week, we cut them off. It's like... Captain, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a picture of you know, say you want Captain and Coke, don't make a picture of Captain Morgan and Coke, or if you want Smirnoff vodka and Sprite, then it'll be a picture of that. Seven dollars. Are you, are you gonna have themed AEW themed cocktails on the drink menu? Well, there's the absolute Labar, which is absolute and Sprite. Uh, so perhaps uh, <laughs> you've got you've got your own drink. That's fantastic. Perhaps there will be an AEW, uh, but it's at thirteen eleven bar. Uh, hashtag get involved. Uh, it's a great place on the south side, uh, East Carson Street of Pittsburgh. So Wednesday night, what else are you going to do? Grab an Uber, grab a Lyft, come join me. It'll be fun. Everybody tweeted Justin Labar with your uh, cocktail suggestions for <laughs> AEW-themed cocktails. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter, at Glenn Rubenstein, where I live tweet along with WWE programming. And tomorrow night, NXT, week two on USA. Hour one airs live on USA. Hour two, it's the Suits finale, so you have to switch over to the WWE Network to watch that. And then after that ends, come join us here on YouTube. And we're going to be covering everything that happens in week two in NXT. We'll delve more into our childhoods. I'll tell some stories <laughs> about uh, what it was like when my parents got divorced, driving around in my father's uh, hatchback, listening to him to play Michael Bolton's How Can We Be Lovers If We Can't Be Friends? And me just sitting there thinking, oh, I hate my life. I can't wait to grow up and leave you all behind. It'll be fantastic. So until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we will catch you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. What a party.